morning, everyone, and welcome to this session of the Changing Face of the Law. I'm really pleased to have you all with us for this session. It's going to be quite fast-paced, uh, and most importantly, it's going to be led by you. A little bit more about that in a moment. I have a panel of experts drawn from our solutions business joining me today, um, whom I will introduce as we go through the session. I want to very briefly hand over to Ben McGuire. Ben is Managing Director of the Solutions Business here at Simmons & Simmons. Ben, welcome. Thank you very much, Sophia, and uh, welcome everybody to this uh, Changing Face of Law session. It's, uh, it's really fantastic to be able to present the solutions businesses to you and uh, talk to you a little bit about some of the uh, critical problems that we're we're tackling. And as Sophia says, I have the enormous privilege of, of leading this uh, solutions businesses. Um, and so what are they? So what we have in solutions is a broad range of businesses and capabilities, including data science, legal design, legal engineering, our premium e-discovery, in-house e-discovery service, our adaptive flexible resourcing program, a whole suite of, uh, of digital products and services that are developed and managed by our new business team, um, and uh, also our uh, service excellence capability, which is focused on optimizing the delivery of those services and also houses our legal project management uh, team. Um, so what? Why would you care about Simmons and Simmons Solutions? What does it mean to you, uh, the viewer, uh, on this particular on this particular date? Well, the the thing we want to get across today in this session, but also subsequently, is to uh, answer that question. And if I have to summarise it, sort of at the top end, what I would say is we are here to enhance the delivery of legal services both for our own practices and for our clients. And the way in which we do that is we integrate ourselves really, really closely with the deep expertise that we have in Simmons & Simmons in the, uh, in the legal practices, uh, and also working closely with the expertise in our clients in order to change the way in which legal services can be delivered to deal with some of those tricky paradigms that we have in this space around cost pressure, the need for greater speed, a higher level of accuracy in vast volumes of the work that we do, especially in where there's a lot of data involved. So the objectives today that we've got um, uh, for this session uh, are threefold, really. We really want to put a spotlight in a short, sweet and uh, very to-the-point way on some of the key legal problems uh, that you uh, all face, that we all face in this in this sector, and give you the opportunity to hear about those and ask questions uh, about those. But also, where we don't have the ability to, uh, to cover those directly, uh, give you the chance to leave us with some thoughts so that we can follow up with you and come back with you with more about uh, how we can help in this space or how you can help your, yourself. Um, finally, the great thing, as Sophia has already said about this session, is we've done something a little bit different. So uh, as is the spirit of solutions, we are slightly experimenting and exploring in the way we deliver uh, our services, and you get to lead the conversation today. So please do vote. Uh, pick the questions that you very much uh, would like to hear an answer to, and we will address those. Uh, but anything that's uh, that's left out, any questions that you have that we can't cover in the period, we will follow up with you directly uh, and give you uh, that uh, that expertise. Uh, 
uh, we have an absolute smorgasbord of experts available for you today. Some really skilled people that can answer these questions. Don't worry if you don't pick them, they won't feel hurt um, because we know that they're going to have a little 30 second patch at the end uh, to uh, give you a one liner to go away with anyway. So really enjoy the session. Really looking forward to hearing your questions and seeing what the team have got to say. And with that, I will hand back to Sophia. Cheers, Ben. Thank you. And so this is the moment where we basically hand over the reins to you guys. So as I said, it's going to be an audience-led session. And we've so many things that we think we would like to talk to you about that we think that you would be interested in. We don't have time to talk about all of them. So we're going to get you guys to do the choosing. We have two polls. We're going to do poll one, and then we'll talk about the issues that you pick, and then we'll do another poll after that. So up on screen, you will now see a poll pop up. Now, you have three options. We've got three different questions on three different topics. Choose the one that you most want to talk about, that you most want to hear from one of our experts on. There are, just for ease, for those that might be having, so if someone's dialing in or whatever, let me give you um, a quick readout of what you've got. We've got about a minute or so to make your selection. So the first one is Greta thinks ESG talk is all blah, blah, blah. How do we make sure it's not? Um, and that, if you've for is, is moi. Uh, I'm Sophia. I'm the head of strategy and policy at Simmons Wavelet. Um, what's legal engineering and why should I care is your second option. And for that, we have Will Lilly. Will, give everyone a wave. Uh, and Will is our legal engineer, one of our legal engineers at Simmons Wavelet. And thirdly, contracts take too long to agree. What can legal do about it? And there we have Chris Simkin, head of contract optimization. Give everyone a wave, Chris, if you haven't already. Um, I'm not even sure if you can see him. Anyway, you have about a minute to make your action. There we go. And I'm just going to look at my other screen so I can see. I'll give you another 15 seconds or so. Looks like Chris is storming into a lead. Get yourself ready, Chris. Oh, I spoke too soon. <laughs> if there is a tie, I have a coin, but please don't make it a third because then I'll really struggle. Um, five more seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to close the poll. Um, OK, so at 40%, it is contracts take too long to agree. What can legal do about it with Chris? Um, like Ben said, um, if you um, if we want to talk about any of these issues in more depth, we'll absolutely come back to you. And there's clearly quite a lot of interest in the other two topics as well. But for now, um, I was about to start by saying I think in every business there's a sense that contracts take too long, and perhaps the fact that I've won this poll marginally uh, proves that. And I think especially if you work with sales teams, uh, you might hear about the moaning about contracts taking too long. The question is. What in, in that mix can, can legal do about it? And perhaps what's in your control to be able to improve that? Now, I want to focus on uh, one aspect, which is what we call contract optimization. Uh, and by that, what we really mean is focusing on how you can improve the content and the design of contracts and playbooks. Or in other words, how we can optimize the contract templates and the standard terms and conditions that you might use as the starting point for your transactions. Now, at this point, you might be wondering, I thought I thought this was a session about the future of law. 
lawyers have been writing contracts forever. Why aren't you talking to me about AI? And why aren't you talking to me about contract management platforms and so on? Well, I'd love to talk to you about those things as well. But let me tell you uh, why I think focusing on contract documents is really important. Firstly, um, and if you look at the, the big impact of delays or what can cause the delays in the contracting process, I think they often revolve around um, the problem of creating a first appropriate draft of your contract, especially for uh, complex, complex transactions. There's an over-reliance on lawyers and focusing on complex documents that are unfamiliar to lawyers to get to that point. And then just the issue of protracted negotiations. I'm sure we've all experienced, you know, just that extra round of negotiation can add days, weeks and sometimes months to the contracting process. And actually focusing on the source of your contracts, the starting point, your contract documents themselves and the content can have a really big impact on both of those things. If you can create clearer, simpler, more flexible contracts, um, then you can really improve the, the possibility for self-service and removing the costly and resource-intensive you know, input of, of lawyers at that point. And ultimately, if you can introduce balance where appropriate within your risk profile into your contracts. Uh, you can really streamline negotiations. There's no better way of speeding up the contract negotiation process than not negotiating something that shouldn't really be negotiated in the first place. So, uh, and then the other aspect of this is coming back to technology. If you really want to get the most out of contract technologies that you're thinking about using, sometimes the forgotten part of the puzzle is that often work needs to be done to your contract templates and your playbooks and your content and so on to be able to really get going with that. Uh, to adapt them and so that they can be, you can make the most of automation, capturing data and so on. So if that's the big impact, how are we different? Well, I think we're quite unique in a firm uh, in that sense we've got a team that focuses on contract optimization as a discipline in its own right. I mean, not just talking about the words on the page and the traditional way of perhaps lawyers approach these things, which is to take a precedent, something they've done before, tweak a few things and hand it over. We want to look beyond the words on the page and actually look beyond the legal team based on our experience to think about how we can optimise your contracts to really improve your process. And what that looks like is someone like me in my role working with lawyers in Simmons and Simmons to deliver optimised contract templates. And that means running workshops with users beyond the legal team. I come from an in-house background and used to working with procurement uh, sales, contract managers and other teams thinking about the wider process, thinking about how we can structure your templates to match your perhaps your sales channels and your products and to improve um, the options for automation and so on. Understanding the opportunities and constraints of legal technology when you write your templates so you can get the most out of them. Formatting and design often is kind of underplayed but can have a big impact on how contracts are received by and used by your counterparties and negotiated. And then acting as a critical friend where appropriate to think about how we can introduce balance into your templates and really try and um, speed up that negotiation process where we can. And with expertise around plain English drafting and all these things that we can add in, you'll really find that these things have a big impact. We work on a range of, uh, I'd love to give you a bunch of examples. I'll give you a, a, a 10 second example, helping a, a contract, um, a client, sorry, take a, a range of about 30 different templates that horrible to maintain, relied on lawyers, consolidated down to one document, but everything was only said once, but with modular and optional content um, that we reviewed for plain English. Now the licensing managers use those templates without any lawyer involvement. And the feedback is that they're, they're negotiated hardly at all. Um, a massive impact on their on on you know their budget and their working processes. Um, I've come to the end of my time. I could go on, 
Um, but my main message is to enable the use of technology and look to the future, think about how you can focus on improving your content beyond the words on the page. And if you want support from people that are passionate about doing that, get in touch. Chris, that was amazing. Thank you very much. A real tour de force in five minutes about um, how best to, to grip this particular issue. Now, I will just remind people that you have an opportunity to ask questions. We may not get an opportunity to, to tackle those questions in this session, but if we can squeeze them in, I will. Um, one quick question for you, Chris, in a very quick response, if at all possible. Um, if people have tried it before and it's failed, what's the best piece of advice you can give to them about trying to get things right? Yeah, well, it's, it's quite common for these things to be difficult to tackle in-house because I know everyone's fighting against BAU and things. I think um, uh, top tips, I think fo focus on your key pain points, try and identify what the key pain points are. It doesn't need to be a wholesale change of your templates. If you know that there's clauses in there that cause friction, try and think about how you can remove that friction, take a pragmatic review, and ultimately think about perhaps bringing in resource, I would say that, wouldn't I? But um, um, I, I think I think now having that support to be able to add rocket fuel to these projects, add engagement and get your stakeholders and your champions enthused by it, then you'll really find that you're often pushing against an open door internally with your stakeholders um, and, and and try and sell the benefits up, up the chain because they are some, they're often vast. Cool. Chris, thank you. Um, now with that, we're going to hand the reins back to you. So you've been through it once before, you know the drill. This is your second poll. This is, uh, we've got four options for you to choose in this one. So slightly tougher than the first time round. I'm sorry. So up on your screens, you'll see the poll. And to help you along again, I will very quickly run through the options that you have um, and also who you have to talk through the issues with you. So first of all, um, in the poll, the first option is stop blinding me with innovation. Help me with real change. And to talk us through that is David Woods, who works in our productized services um, uh, area at Simmons Wayland. David, give everyone a wave. Lovely. Um, ah, right. Okay. Lovely. There we go. I can see the poll taking shape. Okay. Our data universe is so big. Help me quickly find the key facts. Um, Erica Alverson, Head of eDiscovery Solutions, will be talking you through that if you choose that one. I need greater certainty on my legal spend. Aman Sharma, Head of our Service Excellence Team, will help you talk through that. And finally, help me. That's not just a general plea from me. Help me. I can't keep up with the pace of regulatory change. And there we have Sam Stamp, Head of New Business, to talk you through. So I'll give us a few more moments, maybe 10, 15 seconds or so to give you all an opportunity to choose. Looks like we've got two leaders in the pack so far. Um, stop blinding me with innovation um, and help me uh, on regulatory change. As an ex-regulator, I obviously, obviously have a slight bias towards last. Um, looks like I might be flipping a coin. I'll give you 10 more seconds. Someone help me out so that I don't feel like I'm the master of this event. Five more seconds to make your... Okay, this is quite, quite exciting, actually, not knowing who's going to get there. Three, two, one. Lovely. Okay. Lovely. So just so for anyone who can't see the screen for whatever reason, um, in the lead, we got Stop Blinding Me With Innovation, Help Me With Real Change with David Wood. David, I'm going to hand over to you. 
Thanks, Sophia. Uh, good morning, everyone. Thanks for voting for this item. I'm conscious that we have an international audience today. And if you are struggling with my Scottish accent, then look at it this way. Scottish is just a mixture of English and alcohol. If you think of it like that, you should get through the session just fine. And I want to talk about real change today. And this is change. It's constant. We need to change just to keep up with our own businesses and with our competitors. And whatever your change agenda, a key challenge is making that change stick. You need good adoption from the start, and this needs to be maintained. Effective change demands a range of skills and resources, and a lot from you in terms of leadership. So when considering change, key questions include, what do you want to change? Who's it going to impact? Is it just your legal team or perhaps people across business units? When does it need to happen? Where is it going to be felt across the business? How will you go about it? And why do you need to change? If we think about the why, it may be that you have to react to something. For example, there's a new regulatory requirement coming in and you need to take action. Or it may be that you're being innovative and proactive. For example, looking to improve processes around product governance or to be more data driven. In each case, whether reactive or proactive, the levers that you will pull and how you engage with the business are likely to be very different. Whatever your level of maturity and innovation and change, speak to Simmons Wavelength. We have a diverse team with a wide range of skills and experience. We have lawyers, data scientists, legal engineers, developers and designers all ready to provide quality services, including analysis, design thinking, planning, engagement, development and delivery. We know the market. We know what's coming up and we know what your peers are doing. We have knowledge and insights to share and a range of tools and capabilities to help you focus on what's important. We love to work with our clients and bring the right mix of expertise, data, systems and process that will help you deliver your change. And when I talk about expertise here, I really mean a mix of legal, technical and design expertise. This is a key differentiator in our services. If we consider some common challenges for in-house legal teams and take managing risk around your data as, a, as an example, we can help you extract relevant data from systems and documents to check the data quality. We can work with you to build in your legal expertise to translate and curate this data, therefore adding more value. We can provide new insights and visualizations using the data so you can easily understand your risk, your risk landscape. And we can help you communicate the findings to your business and present options and recommendations for continuous improvement. Now, this could be simplifying your systems to reduce the amount of rekeying of data. It would save your team some time and also improve quality and consistency. Another priority for you could be looking at internal efficiencies with more of a focus on working practices, work intake and work allocation. You might be interested in reducing, sorry, introducing relevant automation and working smarter with existing tools. We have effective services that can help you with the big jobs and the small jobs. We can help reduce the friction. Now, for a real life example of intelligent automation, please take a look at the Boost video that's available in the event portal. The Wavelength team is passionate about legal engineering. We thrive on it, 
but we also have the knowledge and experience to put ourselves in the shoes of those that will be impacted by the change. We pride ourselves in being able to think about users and answer their so what questions. By that, I mean, what will this change mean to me in terms of how I work and what I do? And what are the benefits to me and my business? In summary, we can help you make real change by providing a clear and flexible approach that focuses on your business needs, clear engagement and communications aimed at your stakeholders, and clear outcomes aligned to your business objectives. Wherever you are on your change journey, we can help. Your change, your success, your wavelength. Thank you. David, thank you so much. That was absolutely lovely. Um, just very quickly, what's the first thing you would focus on if you really wanted to make a start with real change and adoption? What's the piece of advice you might give someone? Yeah, thanks, Sophia. I mean, I, th I think it really goes back to two things. Ask yourselves, why is this change happening? Um, it's really important to know, is it, are you reacting to something or are you trying to introduce something new? Again, the, the the tack that you will take is going to be completely different. And if you have that in mind, also just wonder and find out who's going to be impacted by it. It's really when you put these two elements together, you start to get a measure of the size and scale of the change. And we only want to do change if it's going to stick. If you know who you're dealing with and you can focus on that, you have a much greater chance of success in terms of engagement, communications and adoption. That's lovely. Now, do remember, everyone, if you haven't had an opportunity um, to get your question answered today, please pop it in the Q&A. We will follow up or look in the solutions tab on, on, on the left hand side of your screen um, for uh, more information about the, some of the stuff that we've talked about today. And importantly, the issues we haven't been able to touch on. And with that in mind, um, with the last few minutes of this session to go, for those who we have not had an opportunity to hear from, I'm going to give each of you guys 30 seconds to give our audience a problem solving takeaway, right? something they can really take away and say, here's a problem that I understand that's my lived experience and here's the thing I can do about it potentially. Um, and so just to give my amazing team a heads up of about three seconds, the order in which we will run is Will, then Erica, Sam, and then Aman. So Will, over to you for your 30 second takeaway for our amazing audience. Thank you, Sophia. Well, uh, as you may have just heard there, Simmons Wavelength sit at the intersection of law, data and design. Uh, and the problems that we help solve are complex legal challenges. And we do this by designing new innovative solutions that help lawyers and professionals make sense of what's before them. And um, specifically, our matters usually involve large amounts of documents or spreadsheets from which we need to get data quickly, uh, tweaking and shifting and manipulating that data to help our lawyers and professionals analyze trends or identify crucial factors and presenting that data in a way that makes sense for the most appropriate audience. Thank you, Will. That's amazing. Nice and short and sweet. Erica. Thanks, Sophia. Um, for us, so we need discovery solutions. Clients come to us when they're dealing with the challenge of trying to identify, collect, and review large amounts of data for an investigation or a dispute. So most of the time, this has to be done really quickly to meet a regulatory deadline or a court deadline, um, or because if you're running an internal investigation, you need to make a decision about what you're going to do with an, with an employee that you're investigating. Uh, the way that we can help is by putting us in touch with your IT teams. 
we can help you scope what data you potentially have out there in the data universe that might need to be collected for the review. The scoping stage is so important because it will not only determine sort of the the direction the data analysis will take, but it will also um, affect the cost of the matter should you not scope the data collection properly. So once the data has been collected, we use all sorts of different technology to make the review faster uh, and make the number of documents you need to look at fewer. The first thing that we would typically do is use communications analysis, which allows us to see kind of who was talking to who about what and when. And this can be a really handy tool in an investigation where you might know one person of interest, but you don't really know who, if anyone else uh, was involved. So by using communications analysis, we can quickly identify the person of interest, close confidants, and perhaps then decide if we need to pull in some additional data from some other custodians. Um, a really good example of how we tie all of this together is a regulatory investigation that we recently did where we needed to collect about 1.5 million documents and the regulator only gave us 14 days to do the review. So by utilizing some of the technology and workflow that I've talked about, um, we only needed to look at about 40,000 documents, which end up only being 2.6% of the data universe. So by doing that, we were not only able to save the client 350,000 pounds in document review and disclosure costs, but we were able to meet the regulator's 14-day deadline. That's an amazing example, Erica. Thank you. And very quickly, I'm going to pull in Sam. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much. Good morning. So I was going to talk briefly about um, keeping up with the pace of regulatory change. And I'm coming at that from sort of two angles. We have a range of legal products here at Simmons that help explore and manage the pace of change with sort of two angles. One, the what, what's changing? Uh, and then the so what, what do I need to do because things are changing so fast? Um, and what I'd like to, to share is some of the angles that we think about when we're developing those products that might be useful for sort of an in-house perspective. And the big angle there is the categorization and tagging of the information that you're needing to gather. Uh, that is both from sort of very top level. How important is it? Is it urgent or is it important? Does it need to happen right away or does it need to happen over a long period? Talking about the change programs that David's that David was talking about. But then also, how do you display the information about that regulatory change, either the deep change that is happening across multiple jurisdictions or a breadth of change if you're looking about a changing landscape? And how do you tag and display that information in a way that is easily accessible by multiple people in the business by using similar terms, similar questions, similar categories? That means that people can easily access it and use the information. Because while the what is clearly important, the so what is much more important. Um, back to you, Sven. Um, that's amazing. Thank you very much. We are right up against it. So I'm going to thank you very much for participating and joining us with this session today. Uh, do enjoy the rest of the agenda over the next couple of days. And in the last 10 or 20 seconds, I'm going to hand over to Lee Curtis, who's going to give you just a little musée bouche of his world. Hi, all. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the session this morning. Uh, as you can see, as a Simmons Solutions team, we're constantly asking ourselves just these types of questions and working with both new and existing clients on ways in which we can combine legal horsepower with smart technology to answer some of your trickiest commercial problems. A quick example from me on how we do that. Post-REMS 2, organisations based in the UK or Europe now have to do much more in order to satisfy regulators that their international data transfers are adequately protected. This involves a comprehensive comparative analysis of the laws as they apply in both the EU and the recipient jurisdiction, e.g. India. How have we helped? 
Well, we've sourced analysis in over 40 jurisdictions outside the EEA. We've delivered it in a consistent and easy to understand way. And we've made the whole database available online as part of a cost effective and subscription based package. It's called Control Transfer, and it's now being used by a large number of international investment banks and asset managers.